It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 288, The Sinful Woman, the Alabaster Box, and the Faith that Brings Salvation. Proverbs speaks of a sinful, adulterous woman. Proverbs 7:14. Today I fulfilled my vows, and I have food for my fellowship offering at home. So I come to you to meet you. I look for you, and I have found you. I've covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh aloes, and cinnamon. It continues, Proverbs 7.21, With persuasive words she led him astray. She seduced him with her mouth. All at once he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose, till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. This adulterous person has brought many to ruin. But there's always forgiveness. Even in the case of King David, there was repentance and forgiveness of sins for both the man and the woman. Jesus' sheer presence and power will set many an adulterer free. Prior to this scene, we have to believe he has set this adulterous woman free, which we'll learn later committed ten times greater sins than the religious. But when she was forgiven, we'll see how she can turn what little she had into a powerful anointing. In this scene coming up, we see a kind Pharisee, and he really is kind, having Jesus over for dinner. This Pharisee must have had a lot of respect for Jesus to do this, a lot. Uh, And it was impressive for him to share his meal in his house with Jesus. And, And we'll find, though the majority of the religious leaders hated Jesus, there was Nicodemus and others out there uh, that received Jesus. There would later even be uh, one called um, Joseph of Arimathea, who was incredibly wealthy, and we'll cover him later. Luke seven thirty six. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with them, he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him, at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissing them and pouring perfume on them. This woman was a very sinful woman. She was most likely a prostitute, and she was incredibly repentant. I mean, repentant. She owed her life to Jesus, for she was forgiven. There was no other explanation for her behavior. Jesus had healed her sinful heart and forgave her deeds. And I wonder how she made it into this house. I mean, it was the home of a Pharisee. Perhaps she snuck in or making it all the way to Jesus. And at that point, the Pharisee didn't do anything about it at this stage. Um, And in Jewish tradition, a family would purchase an alabaster box and fill it with perfumes when someone was about to get married. This was the Jewish traditional redemptive purpose of this alabaster box. But the sinful woman clearly didn't use her alabaster box properly until now. Luke 7, 39. When the Pharisee 
who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. She is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. So Simon was the most common name in Israel, Mary being the most common female name. Now there's another anointing that will occur by Mary of Bethany, and the host at that point will be Simon the leper. But this is a different scene uh, prior to Jesus' death. So we kind of have to separate these two scenes, you know, and there's multiple times in the Gospels you you see uh, Jesus running off the money changers. There's one at the beginning. And there's one at the end. There's an anointing of uh, Jesus at the beginning and the end as well. And a love of the Pharisees said this to himself, and Jesus read his mind. I mean, it, isn't that interesting? Jesus could read our minds, right? Um, God is all knowing, but it's in this case more likely just basic discernment played a bigger part. For the religious spirit of the Pharisees screamed inside when this happened. It was an utter astonishing thing to allow to happen. And then going even further, not only did Jesus not rebuke her, he probably permitted her. I imagine him repositioning his feet to allow her to um, anoint his feet with this perfume. Jesus, in his incredibly powerful way, tells a moving scenario which has to cut to the heart of the Pharisee. Luke 7:40. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money for a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? (laughs) One was forgiven 10 times more money. This one was the sinful lady, obviously, compared to the Pharisee. But theologically, Jesus Jesus is about to blow the minds of every religious thinker in Israel at the time because of what he's going to say next. He's redefining faith. Even for this Pharisee, it's not religious duty, sacrifices, or works. It's simple terms, faith. Luke 7, 43. Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards a woman and said to Simon, I like how he looks at the woman, but he's talking to Simon. Do you see this woman? I came into her house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love is shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. And then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. And the other guests began to say amongst themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Jesus just said, your faith has saved you. What? Faith saves. In this culture of Israel, deeds save. Works save. Obeying the law saves. No, no, no. Jesus now is saying, faith saves you. Faith saves. How is it possible? Well, it would take the Apostle Paul to actually unpack and understand all this. Uh, This is a massive revelatory shift Really, it's a paradigm shift for everyone in this time that Jesus is coming and he's saying, your faith saves you, not your works, your faith. 
the Apostle Paul would unpack this, um, and he would summarize it in a whole group of verses in the book of Romans. Romans 3, 23, everyone is a sinner and separated from God, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 5, 8, but God commandeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus our Lord. Romans 10.9 If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Romans 10.13 For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Faith doesn't come by deeds and works. What you've done, what you haven't done. Remember that question from some time ago? What percentage chance do you think you'll go to heaven? Think on it. I'll pause here and say, when you answer it, say the answer to yourself. It'll remind you of, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll tell you a spiritual truth. So yeah, what percentage chance do you think you'll go to heaven? The only answer is actually zero or 100%. If you confess Jesus in your, as your Lord and you live for him, you go to heaven because Jesus showed this to us. He revealed it to us. It's explained. It's in his Bible. But if not, well, your answer is zero. Only works and religion weighs your deeds against, your, against an unachievable standard that only Jesus did on the cross. We, our faith is in him who saved us through the cross. And if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord, you know, just pray this with me. You know, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross and taking away my sins. Make me a new creation. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. So let's conclude this episode with the verse from the beginning of the episode. Proverbs seven fourteen. Today I've fulfilled my vows. I have food for my fellowship offerings. So I come out to meet you. I look for you and I found you. I covered my bed with colorful linens from Egypt. I perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Now consider this. This adulterous woman used perfume, according to this verse, to allure and tempt and destroy men. It says she perfumed her bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Now that she's received God's healing, she takes the most expensive thing she owns, perfume. The same perfume used in her sinful life, she now, in a sanctified manner, in a repentant atmosphere, turns her perfumes from the sin of adulteration to the oil of purification and anointing. The same oil used to sin became the fragrance of repentance and the anointing of favor. And in the face of the religious or spirit of religion, 
in the house of the rigorous faith of the Pharisees. Jesus forgives sins and declares her faith has saved her. Not by works, but by faith. It's right here. And now that you're a born-again new creation saved by faith, I ask you, just like this woman with the alabaster box, what's in your hand? What do you have? What skills, what's your precious possessions? Give them back to God. In the case of the prostitute, it was her oil. Her precious oil was her finest possession. What's your finest possession? What's in your hand? What can you turn around for good? How can you bless the God of the universe, the one who gave you forgiveness of sins and showed you salvation? What's in your hand? Give it to God and watch what he'll do. Turn your gift, your perfume, your fragrance, your offering, your gifts into a rich anointing for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Check out the website, messagetokings.com, or feel free to connect with us at messagetokings at gmail.com.